Hello and welcome to another episode of the Hello Hosty podcast. Today I am joined by Joseph Cooper of Short Term Coops, based out of the USA, Pennsylvania. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Just uh, south of Pittsburgh, about 30 minutes here. Thank you for joining me today, Joseph. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate the invite. Look forward to our conversation today. Good. So uh, perhaps let's let's start with a little bit about who you are and what it, what service it is that you that you offer. Yeah. So again, I'm Joseph Cooper. Uh, Short Term Coops is a small property management company. I've started out here. Um, a little bit more about myself. I'm a girl dad, so I had my daughter go to kindergarten for the first time yesterday. So starting that off in a Marine Corps veteran, been super interested in real estate for a long time. So. Uh, finally found my way into Airbnbs and short-term rentals, uh, managing a couple properties here in Pittsburgh, but really excited starting a property management company with a um, partner in the Smoky Mountains. So uh, in the States here, one of the busiest parks in the United States, 14 million visitors per year. Wow. Uh, and it's going to be a boutique small property management company. So we're only taking on 10 houses. Uh, we're focusing on the bigger cabins, four to five bedrooms with pools and things like that, um, views. It's a beautiful area and we're really excited to get that ball rolling with my business partner here too. Awesome. Awesome. It sounds like you got your, the right direction choosing the, uh, the, the bigger luxury end of the market. Um, yeah, yeah. We really want to focus on I guess experience and we could go out and acquire 50, 60 properties. Right. But then that really runs us thin. And what we've noticed with property management companies is sometimes when they get large, they have a hard time managing that guest experience. Um, so we really want to focus on that side, the guest experience, keeping our operations smaller with bigger properties, but still have something that works out for us and for our, our owners. Yeah, absolutely. That makes perfect sense. And keeping it, like you say, boutique size means that you're going to be able to give that attention to detail. Right. The luxury guests kind of need, you know, you can't, you can't, it's not, it's not something you can just palm them off with scale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. So, so what led us uh, led you to this point? I know you said you you were a uh, Marine Corps and uh, 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 you just had a daughter. Or you've got a daughter, so um... yeah. So, I mean, I've been interested in real estate for a long time. I've read like the Rich Dad Poor Dad, had all those books in my early twenties. Uh, kind of got started back then with a long term rental, and then I moved for work a bunch. So I was out in California, uh, different parts of the country, traveling. And I finally, last July, purchased this really cool uh, 100-year-old Victorian home here south of Pittsburgh yeah. uh, and started launching some Airbnbs off of it. And I was pretty fortunate that I did, actually, because I got laid off earlier this year. So uh, six months after launching my first property, uh, I ended up losing my full-time job. And I've been my plan was to grow my own portfolio and kind of retire myself in two years, if you will. Yeah. Uh, my employer decided to cut that goal short. <laughs> and that's how we sort of came up with uh, property management on the side. So yeah. to replace some of that income, keep things going, we're doing that too. So now uh, I have two units of my own that I'm running here. Um, and then I have a couple of midterm rentals that I help with in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And I'm onboarding another Pittsburgh property. And then my business partner has one of those big five-bedroom cabins out in the Smokies with pool. Uh, so we're working through that process now there too. Yeah, lovely. It's a good transition. Uh, like, I mean, it's something I, I hear people often, they start off with one property of their own and then they realize that the service, or they realize that the job they're doing 
is a service for other property owners. So it really plays well into the the idea of scaling a business from this from this point. Yeah, I was all in on learning and mentorship from the beginning. So I've done a management course through another big podcaster out there in the US. And then I joined a um, mentorship program from another group. So I've been able to learn a lot. And it's been nice because I do a little bit of consulting here in Pittsburgh for individuals too who are getting their properties up and running as well. Uh, it's great to have all that education, watching your podcast, others out there. You learn so much from everyone else and it's something that I get to carry forward. Yeah, absolutely. I agree 100%. I mean, the the the, the amount of information out there that's available for free that you can kind of tap into and, and benefit from is, is is huge. And it's um it's a good idea to make best use of that. So what's, yeah. the, uh, what's the current bottleneck in, in your business today? Uh, so we're in the process of launching our management company in the Smokies. Uh, so it's all the business licensing, the paperwork, the LLC. Uh, you just can't speed up the government sometimes, right? Yeah. Uh, so that had to slow down, um, figuring out how to work out in Tennessee as well. Uh, my business partner's had his cabin up and running, but when we started approaching real estate agents and other vendors out in that area, uh, we learned really quickly that we need really tight books and um, business licensing in place Yeah. Uh, to make sure, of course, we want to do that so that we're legitimate too, but um, that's been kind of slowing us down a little bit um, getting that first property up and running, uh, getting some people in the pipeline. So, so you're... Um... So your property owners, your clients, let's say, they want to see all of your your licensing and your regulation and stuff in place. Yeah, we uh, property owners, and we found a couple of referral sources as well. Um, what's neat about the Smokies is they do have these huge cabins, and they're building all, all the time. And these new cabins are coming out with indoor pools. Oh. Uh, the pools are really cool, but what we found is a lot of the property management companies in the area are not willing to work with the pools. They don't have that uh, in place yet for their systems and processes. Okay. So what's great is uh, Ali, my partner, has a pool. He's got a team in place, so we're able to service those clients. And our team is able to expand with us, too. So that's why we're focusing on those higher-end bigger captains, too. Um, but yeah, we do need those licenses. So that's what we kind of... Before we can get referrals from some of these other companies, they require certain paperwork and documentation because they want to make sure we're legit too, right? They're putting their name on us when they refer clients. So hmm. uh, we want to have everything in line for them. Yeah, that makes good sense. So um, that that would be the, the biggest challenge you face in business today, I take it, is the licensing. Uh, then just acquiring new properties, right? Um, so I was doing this my own in Pittsburgh here. And this is where the business partnerships really come into play for me. Uh, I've been doing a lot of the organic marketing, getting in Facebook groups, sharing value. Um, you reached out to you on this podcast, which is awesome. So this is where I feel comfortable doing the marketing for the business. Uh, my business partner, he's really great at doing those cold calls, reaching out. Uh, so he's kind of closing that gap and acquiring properties for us because he's getting those initial contracts out. Well, I get the trickle in flow from my side too. So yeah, a combination of the licensing and then just acquiring that inventory and finding um, We do have pretty tight standards. We want to have some of the nicest, best cabins and smokies. So acquiring that deal flow uh, is a little bit of a challenge as well. It's the holy grail in this business, being able to get new properties on board. It's like guests, not a problem. Hosts, uh, property owners, 
there's there's the challenge. I found that um, in my business, yeah. in my business, one of the best hacks that I've found to onboard property uh, property owners was um, there, there's like a whole set of of there's a, like property management is such a broad, expansive thing. There's a whole group of property managers who don't even use the OTAs. They're old school systems, and they still use yeah. agencies. And I found that collaborating with those guys, basically bringing them bookings for a commission, was an amazing way to onboard more properties without the without the the labor. Let's say without the labor of actually physically managing them. It's just a guest introduction thing. Um, but that's something I would I would say to you. Perhaps look into finding agencies that are not. They're, they're old, old school. So like- Just, yeah, just do a direct bookings only type places. Direct bookings only, or also there's like an agency method. There's there's like, there's people who are not still use travel agencies. And there there are there are companies set up only to deal with that model of business. I found them in Europe at least. And um, and the owners of the companies that I've found are like, they're stuck in their ways. They're happy with their business. They don't want to know how an OTA works. They don't want to figure out booking yeah. the which is a relatively complex um a relatively complex booking platform by comparison to Airbnb, et cetera. They don't want to figure it all out. So they're just good with their systems. But if you say to them, hey, listen, I can bring you a load of guests for the rates you want, they're interested. So, I mean, maybe that's a tip that would, would be useful to you. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely worth investigating. Yeah, good. So um, how do you manage a business that requires you or your team to be on online or available uh, at all hours of the day, yeah. all day, <laughs> week, all weeks of the yeah. year? No, yeah, it, it definitely never stops with uh, Airbnb, short-term rental, and hospitality. Uh, a couple things I do now in my current business in Pittsburgh is uh, I do set business hours. So when guests book, they can see that on my profile, and then they also see that in my guidebook. Um, okay. So I'm available. I let them know from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. I can guarantee a quick response in those times. And I do my best to answer anything outside of that. Yeah. Um, I'm typically answering anyway, but it does give me a little bit of that break in the evenings and freedom yeah. uh, from feeling like I have to jump on those or be on the phone so, all the time. That's been really helpful. Here's a question for you then. Um, so what would happen? I mean, do you have, in terms of like arrival times, are your guests allowed to check in whenever they want? Yeah, they can. And that's another thing. So the messaging plays a strong part in that too. So communicating with the guests, um, about checking instructions and finding out when they're going to arrive. I'll send some extra instructions if it's after dark. And when it is, I do my best to be available to you. Know, so if it's like one in the morning or something, I let them know where I might not be. Uh, but if it's nine, 10, 11 o'clock at night, I can still be available in case. Like I'm just more aware and aware of my device notifications for that too. Um, moving into the business partnership though, what's going to be really cool is, uh, my business partner is on the other side of the country. So we're on a three hour uh, time difference. Yeah. So I can pick up the early hours of the day and then they will have the late evening hours. So we'll essentially have coverage in the Smokies uh, from the owners. Uh, myself, Ollie's wife actually runs some of the messaging too. So uh, she's available till 1 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and then I'm available as early as 6 or 7 a.m. this time. So that's going to really help us there uh, while we prepare to onboard somebody for overnight. Uh, we both have a pretty substantial business going. So we've tracked a lot of that communication. We have this really cool guest matrix yeah. uh, in Excel. So uh, saving all the answers we're giving now so that when we do have someone overnight, they have some of those answers and questions available to them too. 
Yeah, that's um, that was one of the challenges we faced in in our business. Um, I've I've actually well, I I have we have we built a tech solution using uh, AI to respond to guests, which is a, which is quite a cool product. I'm not sure if you checked that out already on our, our page, but we can discuss that later in uh, a bit more detail. But a lot a lot of people what they do is they outsource this to you know to like a VA or somebody online, mm-hmm. um, which yeah, I mean we we. We've got VAs in in our company who are fantastic, really good. But I've I found that th- with this with this Hello Hosty tool that we've got, it it basically supports them um, as well, so that they can sort of provide accurate responses, accurate information at the point that it's it's needed most. Um, so, what does your what does your tech stack look like? What kind of tech tech or like software are you using to manage your your properties? Um, yeah, so I have uh, my messaging and all the guest communication piece pricing through price labs yeah uh, and working through um my internet provider i'm starting to collect email addresses i don't have direct booking yet but we are collecting all of that communication as well yeah um, so it's the other uh, pricing um messaging and then the booking connection to do all cleared there price labs is great it really changed my game i mean there was for, I mean, I've been a property manager for about almost 15 years. And um, when I first started, I, I was thinking there must be some technology out there that will solve these challenges, you know, to connect all the mm-hmm. banks, uh, which, you know, now we call them a channel manager. But uh, back then there was a couple of solutions and they were really, really, like really not good. And um, I remember trying to onboard with, I'm not going to mention the name of the company, but... Um, I went to their to their head offices in Spain to go and take an onboarding session. And uh, ten years ago, the technology just wasn't there. It just really wasn't suitable. So for for about ten years, uh, well, yeah, just under ten years, I was completely anti any kind of um, channel manager or or anything else. But I, since then, I've changed my mind. About four years ago, I uh, got on board with the channel manager situation and with Price Labs. Price Labs is great. It's really good. Like the, to not have to think about having to change every price for every, yeah. you know, we, for sure they, uh, they earn their keep that, that, that company, you know, that the payment that I make for the software there, it earns its money back. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of the rule sets too, being able to open up for one night stays for gaps in the calendar. Yeah. Um, yeah. All that has been amazing. Um, hospitable was the other one, by the way, too, that hospitable thing about for channel manager. Yeah. Looking at guesty broke potentially as we take on clients for, I've heard some of their reporting is a little bit better on that side. So investigating a different yeah. channel manager potentially, but um, been sure. pretty impressed with Hospitable so far. Does yeah. a good job. That's good to know. Yeah, Hospitable. I've not, um, I've not played around with those those guys. I'm aware. I mean, there's quite a few. There's quite a few in the market, and uh, yeah, there's a tiny. There's, we we've been using uh we've been used a smaller a smaller one we to be honest because we built our systems before jumping into a tech uh, jumping in with a tech stack we scaled up mm-hmm. scaled up 60 properties with just uh just using free stuff like google and uh google sheets wow. yeah so we and then we've stepped up which was a lot of legwork for for our for our team but then we switched over to uh we switched over to using um, software so that it would make life easier and it has done but then since then as I said we've we've gone beyond that built this uh, hello hosty um, Alina the AI guest assistant like guest communication mm-hmm. which is 
really game changing for us being able to communicate or automatically communicate with our guests just off of our uh, guidebook and uh, property listing information. But it's yeah, look, we have a little bit more about that too. Yeah, for sure. I'll, chat I'll, later. Yeah, I'll check you, chat you later about that. But it, it's 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 occurred to me that the technology has really come a long way in this industry. The whole industry's grown up a lot. I mean, yeah. obviously, renting properties of people has been around forever. But when I remember being twenty, I'm nearly forty now, and when I was twenty two, we went to Barcelona with a, a with with an ex girlfriend, and we rented a place, and we couldn't find somewhere to rent for a month. And, uh, you know, it was really hard trying to, trying to use the internet, calling people. And it was, it was a tough thing. And now all of a sudden this industry just exploded and all of the, all of the subsequent industries coming off of it, you know, technology, et cetera, is caught up. And, um, it's really quite a fascinating thing to, to see unfold. Um, it really is. Yeah. So, I feel fortunate to jump in once some of that tech was established and available. That's really helped streamline things. Keep yeah. your sanity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Keep your sanity. I mean. The running around without it is is crazy. I mean, I think back to we actually had like notepads written down with rates, and they, they were changing. Like, and another property manager I know, she's older, and she was telling me about how that she used to print. Uh, you know, you can burn C or used to be able to burn CDs. She used to burn a CD with property information mm -hmm. and send it to people like snail mail, post it to them, so that oh. they promotional material of the properties. Yeah, like crazy. Uh, I, I guess like fact. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, so what do you, what do you spend most of your time doing as a host? Uh, that kind of was ever evolving, right? So, uh, I was the designer, the maintenance guy, the setup guy for my first two units. Uh, so on the beginning, it was all the design process, building furniture, uh, opening boxes, right? All of that. Um, after launch, it was kind of managing that software. So I go in once a week and I check on my pricing, my calendar. Make sure that's all in alignment. Make tweaks where I need to. Um, update my listings every week. I, my uh, current property is on a college campus, so for instance, back to school just happened. So, welcome back, parents. Site messaging over the summer. Uh, concert messaging. We're close to some concert venues, so always tweaking and updating um, my listing and all, all how it communicates as well. Uh, on top of that, it's been a lot of what I was mentioning earlier to the sort of social media side. So, uh, participating in Facebook groups, I've actually got noticed by Facebook. So I became a community leader for Facebook in one of the local Facebook pages just this prior week. I got accepted in that program. So now I'm a Facebook page moderator for Airbnb, which is really, kind of they, yep. They, um, messaged me because I was always just posting in there, helping out with other hosts in Pittsburgh. Uh, and they reached out to me, put me through some questions, a little interview, which is fun because I'm a volunteer on free work for them, but uh, a little interview with Airbnb and then they sent me a bunch of training and now I just got it accepted in to be that moderator. So helping out on that Facebook page is something I get to do a bit up to. Yeah, it's been pretty cool. It's been a neat experience um, and it gives me some connections in Airbnb. So I get uh, access to a little bit higher level of customer support and things. So if I need something in our business, it will definitely help and that end yeah. too and then obviously just the name recognition and stuff like that uh today it's like we were talking about earlier that bottleneck so i'm calling pigeon ford severe county tennessee uh getting on the phone with them seeing where our licensing is helping push that through uh correct any issues with it that's yeah. kind of where we are today yeah okay Und understandable um so looking back 
what advice would you give yourself when you first started out, if any? <clears throat> uh, I know this, I had to think about it for a little bit and, uh, I have a bad habit of trying to do everything myself. Um, it's not that delegating it is hard. It's that I want to figure it out and do it all myself the first time. Mm. And I kind of realized that when I did start partnering with Ali, because he just picked up things. We didn't even talk about necessarily what we like to do and what we don't. We just meshed in that way. And I saw right away how he's benefiting me by doing uh, those things that I'm not a huge fan of. And even in the pricing side, I feel like I've done a ton of price lapse training, like one-on-one with price lapse. My mentors brought on people from Price Labs and taught us, and I'm like, I got this bachelor's degree in Price Labs. Uh, but my partner, Ollie, he's a CFO, so revenue management, finance, he is like a master. He's got a PhD in that, so we're really meshing together there. And that's what I probably should have done a long time ago, was just stop doing everything myself. Like I said, I was building furniture, putting everything together. Yeah. Uh, I probably could have scaled a little bit quicker, but I would have hired some of those things out. But um, yeah, it's stop doing everything yourself. Reach out to those people around you if you can help. Some good advice there. Some good advice. It's um, quite often uh, the, the expression that comes to mind when when you say that is uh, to work on the business and not in the business. So you're yeah. you're yeah outsourcing to to a good question to ask when you're doing when you're performing tasks is who can I get to do that? <laughs> do this. I got that exactly. another another entrepreneur. Uh, another guy said you should ask yourself that question every day. Who can I get to do that? Yeah, for sure. You don't want to outsource absolutely everything, but a lot of things, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, there's just people who enjoy doing it more than you, and they're probably better at it because they like doing it more. Um, it goes a long way, right? And you just sell, save yourself a lot of headaches. I do that with everything in my life. It's Whether I'm just trying to fix something on my car before I take it to the mechanic or in my business, I'm yeah. take, turning around, probably wasting more time than it's worth. Yeah, I oft, I agree. Often, I, I, often I'll, I'll pay someone to do something you know, to set something up, to organize something, because I know that if I do it, it's my cognitive capacity power is dedicated to it, not taking me off of something else. I think that's the way you have to sort of structure your life as an entrepreneur, a business person. Yes. So, yeah. Definitely learning that as I go. Yeah. So do you have any, uh, hacks, uh, tips or tricks that you can share? Yeah. I got two things I was thinking about. Um, I don't know that they're necessarily hacks or more just my advice, but uh, one of the things in my Airbnb business I learned early on was if I get the same question or complaint two times, I fix it, right? So whatever that is. Uh, for me, one of them was my property has multiple entrances and I needed to clean up how I communicate with guests to get into the building, uh, which door to go to, so adding pictures and things. But that's just been a game changer. And if it's helped with my reviews, it's helped with lowering my communication with guests. Uh, because every single time, second time that question comes up or problem issue, it's how do I fix it? That's like the immediate thing on the agenda. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I would say is we were talking a lot about software and I mentioned partnering up with Price Labs. What I think is really cool about all this software is these companies want you to succeed and they want you to use them. There's a ton of companies out there like you said they're willing to teach you and train you on that software, uh, talking to them, sitting down for the quick 30 minute one-on-one with someone in software companies has been a game changer, helping me set up those processes and stuff. And I would just encourage anyone out there to reach out to those companies and have them help you. Uh, cause price labs isn't a set it and forget it, right? The constantly tinkering, having to do stuff as wonderful as it is, we still need to make changes and they will teach you how to 
see those changes down the road and get in front of them as you're looking to come in. Yeah, that's some that's some good advice there. Yeah, I think that's a that's a very sound point to to make use of the uh, of the kind of customer success teams of these software companies because they're they're there to help you. They're he- they're there to make you succeed, help you succeed. Um, so make- yeah, they want you to be an advocate for them, right? So they're out there to help. Yeah. But they don't know or won't until you reach out. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, Joseph, it's been wonderful talking to you. If people wanted to fi- find out more about you and about your the service you offer, how, how could they get in touch with you and how could they find you? Yeah, you can find me just about everywhere with short-term coops. So last name's Cooper, C-O-O-P-E. Uh, and shorttermcoops.com is our website. Joseph at shorttermcoops.com uh, is my email. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook with short-term coops as well. Um, is it okay if I throw my phone number out there? Go for it. Yeah. Why not? You cool? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, give me a call, uh, 760-213-7236. Call or text if you have questions about Airbnb. Got a beautiful cabin you want some help with and anything like that. Please reach out. Awesome. Awesome. Joseph, thank you so much. Let's draw the podcast to a close there. And uh, again, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate your time.